Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. A lot of people, they do buying, flipping, selling, renovations and that kind of thing. And for me, it's not to say I won't do something out in the future, but you know, I see the more benefits of holding and acquiring a portfolio long term that is you know, rich in cash flow and that continues in compounds year after year, as well as equity. This is Property Invest Story, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, we'll continue the conversation with young investor Eddie Deleen, who will share how he acquired a $2 million portfolio by the age of 25. He will also delve into his mindset and the strategy you can emulate to achieve your goals and retire early. Deline says that a lack of influence from family and friends was what held him back from investing in property at the outset. He felt that he had to use outside resources in order to learn more. I suppose for me, what was initially holding me back is just not being around other people who have actually invested in property before. Um, you know, going back to when my mum was on housing commission, they never owned a house of their own, didn't live in a house that we owned at all or anything. And my, no one in my family had investment properties or even relatives or friends, no one that I knew had ever invested. So, yeah, that was a huge thing for me and just, you know, I had to, you know, find other ways of learning and teaching myself how to, you know, get the confidence and how to, you know, go out and purchase the first property. Elaborating on his methods, it was all about reading and absorbing the information he needed to start out on his property investment path. Initially, when I was about 17, 18 before I purchased the property, going back then, um, it was just, you know, reading as many books as I could, Um, you know, back then, you know, there was, uh, you know, countless amounts of information on the internet, which you can, you know, spend all all year reading about. Um, you know, some videos here and there, and some, you know, uh, magazines as well. So you got, you know, showing property magazine, your investment property magazine, all that kind of stuff. We can see, actually, see um, people who have built portfolios and what they look like and uh, how the portfolio is performing and all that kind of stuff. So that types of magazines and that kind of thing. And I don't really think they had podcasts or anything back then. Um, unfortunately, um, but yeah, just that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just do, doing that, uh, reading books and magazines and, you know, getting my head around everything. Although he didn't start out with any mentors to give him advice on property investing, he gradually began to learn more through more experienced investors 
and then supplementing that with his own research. Well, when I was purchasing the first few few properties, um, I was just teaching myself that kind of thing and learning from other people. Um, you know, along along the way, I you know after I read about the three, four, five properties, I started meeting people here and there that had more properties than me, and um, you know then I started talking to them and finding out what what have they done and you know what could they have done better, you know and how I can use the information, learning from people, and also reading the books as well. Um, but yeah, it was more so just doing the doing the research, spending countless amounts of hours on you know real estate.com and actually going and seeing properties as well and looking what the market's doing. Deline has also learned valuable information from leading property investor Nathan Birch. He found Birch's YouTube videos to be very useful when getting started in property investing. When I was uh, first starting investing, I would you know watch a lot of his YouTube videos and everything like that, uh, you know, which was the only kind of uh, YouTube videos around at the time. Um, but yeah, you get a lot of information by learning who, from other people what they've done and how they've done it. And um, yeah, so it's you know just another one of those inspiring, you know, inspiring stories yep. um, that you can learn from and use that to, you know, use you know grow your portfolio as well. The best advice he has been given is that purchasing in a capital city is going to be beneficial in the long run, provided the properties are strong in cash flow. I've heard I've heard of a lot of different amounts of advice, a lot of different amounts of information. One of the things I've actually heard, you know, not too not too long ago is, um, yeah, and actually can't even to be honest remember where it was from. Um, but if you take property investing or just property in general, if you take it over the course of say 10, 15 years, if you've actually spoken to someone that's purchased in a capital city, say for example, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you would never hear them say it was a terrible choice to purchase that property or they've lost money on that property, say 15, 20 years ago. You know, maybe perhaps in something like a regional or mining town or something crazy like that, which has very, you know, high fluctuations and um, that kind of thing. But if you're purchasing property in a in a capital city uh, like Sydney, Queensland, Adelaide, Victoria, whatever it is, um, that doesn't rely on outside, you know, economic conditions. That is just, you know, mainly generated by the infrastructure going in the city and population growth over time. You know, to think the same thing. 10 years from now, 15, 20 years, 30 years from now, it's a long-term game and you've got to be in there for the long run. But if you can hold an amount of properties that are strong in cash flow, so they take care of themselves, um, over the course of that time, you know, for, for 20 years, you know, what could they possibly be worth then and what position would that put you in, you know, to live the life you want? <laughs> At 24, Deline set himself the challenge to own 10 properties before he turned 26 years old. Now, at 25, Deline is already at nine properties and his portfolio worth is in the millions. So, I'm currently on the way to 10. I don't have 10 quite yet. I've got nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm negotiating the ninth one at the moment, uh, but it's just around the $2 million mark. It would probably be roughly in terms of um, net equity gain that I've had, would, the total cost would probably be around the 1.4, 1.35 mark or something like that, um, given that I've purchased the properties very low, you know, under market value, and then they've grown as well as the market shifted and moved. So, One of the major issues that Delene came across in his property investment journey was dealing with finance lenders. There's been a lot of you know, ups and downs, of course, throughout it, you know, building a portfolio when you're in for 10 or you know, 20 properties, whatever it is, or even less. Um, but probably after, say, about the, f- the fifth property, I believe it was about the fifth property, there, come, there came a time when I was... Um, Try and actually release equities from a fair few of my properties, so that you know, in big chunks, so that I could go and 
you know, put that into more deposits and purchase and really ramp things up a little bit. Um, but, you know, one of the things I've come to learn is finance is, you know, a good 50, 60% of property investing, you know, part of that journey. Um, so it's, you know, dealing with the setbacks from banks. So I went to, you know, countless different banks and countless different, um, you know, brokers and that kind of thing, trying to get finance, trying to be able to release my equity. But given the position and, you know, the, um, of, you know, the, the, the job I was in, the income and all that kind of stuff, that's where stuff, you know, tends to get a little bit more hard as you progress and as you build your portfolio. Um, you know, so it's making sure you've, you know, got the right, um, team of, of you know, finance lenders and on your side, then that will actually be able to deal and work with investors. Cause a lot of other finance, if you go to, you know, some second tiers or third tier lenders, they're not quite accustomed to dealing with people that have that amount of properties and that amount of, you know, rental income coming in and that kind of thing and how they use that rental income to service a debt and then, you know, get that loan approved for you basically. So yeah, finance is a huge thing. I was on the, um, I was on my fifth property trying to purchase six and seven and, um, it was a good, I was stuck for about four or five, maybe even six months trying to get finance across the line and, you know, doing what I can and countless setbacks. So that was a huge thing. However, Deline refused to give up on his journey and through some serious determination, overcame his obstacles. One word pretty much, persistence. <laughs> um, just uh, really, you know, kept trying, um, kept trying different avenues. Um, you know, how you go to different banks and lenders is a huge thing as well. Like how you present yourself and how you, you know, can show that, you know, you're operating these properties like a business and, you know, they're generating income and using that to put towards your income, whatever you're doing at the moment. Uh, yeah, so it's just keep trying, keep, you know, you can't take no for an answer, what I've learned, and I'm sure you know that as well. Property investment is a complicated business, but once Deline learned the secrets to finance, his property journey was instantly enhanced. Got a few different ones, but like one stands out, but in particular, I think um, after the, the second property and I was working with um, you know, a finance broker at the time and I was you know, trying to learn as much as possible about how the banks look at you know, properties um, and people when they're actually going for investment loans and how you know, all the different ratios, the LVRs and rental income serviceability, you know, takes, how they take that into account and how they can, you know, use that to get, you, know, you can use that to get loan in your favor. Um, yeah, it was probably big thing was about just learning about the finance after the after the second and third property, and where I really dedicated a lot of my time to understanding how the finance industry worked, how the whole process of purchasing a property, and how you can use your um, you know equity to leverage off um, mixed with strong cash flow properties to continue moving forward and build an asset base for the future. With this knowledge of finance, Deline quickly learned that the most important part of property is not taking no for an answer. One bank is, you know, you could basically have um, 10 different banks and it'll tell you 10 different things. You know, you could take one property to 10 different bank banks and they and one says it's worth, you know, 200,000, the other bank says it's worth 250,000, 280, 180. You know, there's a, they value properties differently. Um, there's different types of valuations what I've learned as well. It has a huge impact on if you go with the wrong bank and, you know, they're not doing it the right way or in your favor, that's going to benefit the investor themselves, then you're stuck. Um, yeah, different banks also take into consideration different amounts of rental income that's actually coming from your 
portfolio. So some may only cap it at 6%, some may take in 80% of total value. It changes all the time. But um, yeah, just learning those two things about you know, the serviceability and also about the valuation part of finance. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Deline's strategy. I suppose when I started learning how banks work and how they value properties, that kind of shifted my mindset a bit and it's something that takes a little bit getting used to. He explains how bank valuations have helped him increase his property investment portfolio. So if you look at a lot of third-tier lenders, um, not you know, so the, you know, the first ones being in the big four banks, um, then after that, the smaller and third-tier lenders. So a lot of people go with them to try to get the lowest interest rate majority of the time um, to save on cash flow. Not knowing that you know a lot of the things behind the scenes. And that's next. I'm Tyron Shum, and you're listening to Property Invest Story. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates and two loan types. One with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Deline's tried and tested strategy is to buy and hold his properties and to ensure that they have a high rental yield. For me, in terms of strategy, it's definitely, as I said, a long-term thing. Um, I, like, I don't. A lot of people they do buying, flipping, selling, renovations, and that kind of thing. Um, and for me, it's. You know, it's not to say I won't do something out in the future, but you know, I see the more benefits of holding and acquiring a portfolio long term that is, you know, rich in cash flow and that continues and compounds year after year, as well as equity. Uh, so it's definitely buy and hold strategy for me all the way um, until I get to that, you know, huge asset base um, where I can then go and do other things. But um, yeah, so definitely it's buy and hold strategy. Um, you know, it's purchasing properties with a very high rental yield. So I always aim for, you know, properties that are within, the, say, the half an hour radius to so 45 minutes. Um, the furthest one being away from the city is uh, Central Coast. Um, but all the other ones are within half an hour, 20 minutes of a actual metro area. So having that rental yield there is crucial, whether it be usually above 7%. I've had ones that are 11%, 10%, 8%, but yeah, minimum above probably 7%. If you're looking at interest rates that are roughly 5% or 4% or around that mark and they fluctuate up and down, 7% starting out, it's very easy to push a 7% rental yield to an 8 or 9% rental yield in a year or two by increasing the rent in a metro area. So He says that educating himself was key to his leapfrogging strategy as well as researching properties under market value and focusing on one particular area. So from from leapfrogging like each property and finding the property under under actual you know the property value itself is um, I suppose when I started learning how banks work and how they value properties that kind of shifted my mindset a bit and it's something that takes a little bit getting used to. Um, but basically, you know, doing that kind of research. So if we're looking in Queensland, for example, within half an hour radius, 
you know, so if you put a dot right in the middle of the Brisbane area and go around a half an hour radius, uh, say if you're looking at it for a house, a townhouse or a unit, and um, you can see quite clearly in a, in a postcode, for example, or a um, few different suburbs that are quite niche and close to each other, that, you know, the average townhouse, for example, is selling for 200000 or 220000 or 250000 even, say, for example, two hundred twenty, and you, you know, can actually manage to pick one up for 180 or 170 or something like that. Um, that comes down to, once again, working with real estate agents, but just know, first and foremost, knowing what's selling around the area. And it's you can use it, whether it be RP data, you can use realestate.com or domain, but you've got to be focused on an area and find out what things are selling for. So that when something does come up, whether it be actually talking to real estate agents or whether it be bank administrators or that kind of th- thing, you can actually jump on it quite quickly. And usually there's best properties are the ones that they go out the door quite quickly. So you've got to be quick, um, but you've got to yeah, have the education to jump on it first. The bank valuations has aided him in his quest to purchase more properties, saying that it allows him to draw out more equity. For different different banks, for example, um, you know, if you look at some third tier lenders and just this is just going off my information, what I've learned over the time and things do change, of course. Um, so if you look at a lot of third tier lenders, um, not you know, so the you know the first ones being the big four banks, um, then after that the smaller and third tier lenders. So a lot of people go with them to try to get the lowest interest rate majority of the time um, to save on cash flow, not knowing that you know a lot of the things behind the scenes that if you go back to revalue the property in say 12 months time that you know they might revalue the property through their revaluing revaluating system so what i mean by that is someone it might be forced to do a full valuation depending on what lvr you borrow that um so generally if you're borrowing at a lot very low sorry high lvr in 90 percent 95 percent they're always going to do a full valuation and be very ultra conservative when doing that Whereas there's different valuations, there's drive-by valuations, desktop valuations, um, you know, lots of different ones. So there's, there's about you know, three, four different kinds, uh, depending on what bank you go with. But some banks are only limited to one type that they do, depending on which one you go with. If you go to ten different banks, um, you know, you take one property to ten different banks and you say, well, "What's it worth?" Or you know, if someone actually did that, which is a lot of work to do, you wouldn't do it. But uh, as an example, if you did that, ten different banks could give you ten different answers. So. Yeah. Which one's going to help you move forward? Yeah. That's the question. He shares with us one of the personal habits which have contributed to his success. I suppose, I don't know, just always try to be very competitive, I guess. I don't know if competitiveness is a habit or you know how a person is, but um, very competitive. Even when I used to play sports when I was younger, um, you know, in just my life and how. Um, you know, in career-wise, in property investing-wise, in you know, just want to be, you know, some of the you know the best of everything I do. Deline also reveals his go-to guide on property investment and personal finance. One of the first, and then you know, one of the best books I've read when I was much younger, of course, and it applies to a lot of things, not only real estate, but um, and I'm sure you you might have even read it, and a lot of thousands of people read it. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad um, by Robert Kiyosaki. Is, is a huge uh, personal finance educational book um, and that's something that a lot of people have read and it's very well known and if you haven't read it, read it you should, really should. <laughs> I always get tell my friends and all that kind of people who are interested in you know, looking at doing something, you should definitely read that book first before you do anything 
and then you know other books of course um but yeah that would that helped me a lot that book if you'd like to connect with edward deline or gain more insights into his success you can get in touch with him through his facebook page check me out on facebook i've got a, a facebook page where a lot of people you know message and put up you know things as well like tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff um but yeah i'm always happy to meet and talk to everyone um about property investing it's something very passionate about and you don't really get to talk to a lot of people that are involved in property so yeah through, through facebook definitely yeah which is just editing property uh facebook thank you to edward deline our guest on this episode at property investory if you want to hear more about his journey where he grew up without a house to his family name and how that served as a drive behind his $2 million portfolio, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar Edward Deline and select that episode to learn more about his story. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 